Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 426 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her menopause meals, meno meals. I just made that up. Come on now. Don't you love that? Oh, you're going to love this. Why is this important? Because every stage in your life is different, and you've got to honor it. And I'm thrilled once again to have our own chef, Abby Gelman, back to help us kind of navigate through this. Before we begin, just know that this episode is made possible by our terrific sponsor, Solaray Vitamin, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y Vitamins. And if you go over to solaray.com, you'll learn that you need those multiple vitamins. You know what I'm talking about, wagging my finger just in case you can't see it, wag, wag. And that means that we're not perfect. We need to fill in nutritional gaps. So the Solaray vitamins specifically for women, especially the ones that have that liposomal coating are the ones that you want to look for. And as we talk about foods that are necessary to be able to optimize your meals, when you go to solaray.com, you'll learn more about supplements that will help augment those foods. So solaray.com, run on over there now. And here's your reminder to hit iTunes after the episode to be able to rate and review the show because we sit around just waiting to hear from you. We love it, love it, love it. Okay, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So Chef Abby Gelman, everyone out there already knows she's our precious asset for the show, and that means she's a culinary nutritionist. Not only has a master's degree in nutrition, she's a registered dietitian, and she's a certified chef, all rolled up in one. I'm in the bundle, so it's a bundle of Chef Abby Gelman, and she's a really fabulous, unique talent to be able to access as a resource to understand how to navigate all the confusion out there when it comes to things like, what do I eat? And I'm older than my daughter, and and what should I be eating differently? Do things change up? So we're going to be hitting you up big time, Abby. How have you been? Great. I'm great. It's nice to see you. Oh my goodness gracious, you know, it's just you, me, and food, and that's just always, it's just the way it is. All right, now, women who are navigating perimenopause, which means during the 40s, menopause in the 50s, and then postmenopause, they're dealing with symptoms. A lot of them are sleep impairment, hot flashes, foggy brain, I could go on. And, you know, we want to be able to help ourselves naturally. And one of the most natural ways to do that is by eating a whole food diet of wonderful nutrients that will help us really manage these symptoms. You know, clearly you have to have a healthy lifestyle. I mean, if you're up until one o'clock every night, this is not going to help us, but We'll deal with that in a second. Let's talk mostly about food right now, since we're lucky. So 
what's good for a menno meal? What are the things, you know, the ingredients and the kinds of foods that we're looking for on a daily basis to be able to optimize this journey through menopause? Well, one of my favorite things to recommend and to talk about is healthy fat. So what does that mean? Healthy fats is everything from like that avocado you might put in your salad every day, all the way up to that piece of salmon that you had for dinner last night and those omega-3 fatty acids, you know, and also that olive oil you might be using to cook. So healthy fats, unsaturated fats, those omega-3s with Fish and seafood really help our cognitive, our mental well-being, can help with that fogginess. Also, those healthy fats, you know, help with our heart and maybe some of what's happening with our circulation, right? And dealing with some of the hot flashes, you know, those kinds of things that you mentioned in the perimenopause, menopause cycle of life. So healthy fat, I know that some women still bristle you know, when they hear the word fat, because they look in the mirror and that's what they see. It's one of those interesting moments where you got to take a moment now, hit the pause button, don't panic and freak out. Healthy fat is very, very satiating. You don't need much. Like I put the olive oil on my salads, I mix up my own salad dressing, and it just not only tastes phenomenal, but it also gives more of a sustainability. What are some other healthy fats? So the fish, right? So we've got salmon, tuna, shellfish, you know, like shrimp and mussels and lobster, all of these things have healthy fats in them. And those fish like salmon and tuna, if you're a sardine lover or herring or anything like that, those have a higher amount of those omega-3 fatty acids, which again are very satisfying, like you just mentioned, but also help our brains and that mental part of things and any of that fogginess as well. Okay. And one of my go-tos is nuts. And so nuts to you is what I say. Oh, Oh yeah. So I do the nut butters and I said this before and I'll say it again, my cinnamon almond butter Yep. <laughs> to die for. Okay. Because the cinnamon's great because cinnamon helps regulate our blood sugars, which are all over the planet as we're navigating through those phases in our life as a woman going through 40s and 50s and beyond. So the nuts are great. I'm a walnut person and I've said it once, I'll say it again. There's a reason why walnuts look like brains because it's brain food and you don't need much. It's a fatty nut macadamiums being the fattiest of all, I think. I could be wrong. Almonds are wonderful. So in a pinch, I always carry around a Ziploc, which has a a little assortment of some of my favorite nuts. These are not roasted. These are not salted. These are raw. Okay. They're just my go-to. I can throw them in a briefcase or a purse. They last forever. And When I feel like I'm in a pinch, there you have it. The other day I was in an airport and I just bought a a decent yogurt and I put the nuts right on top of it. It's like I died and went to heaven. Yeah. And you can pair it with uh, some on-the-go fruit, right? Like a banana or an apple or an orange or clementine. You can throw those right in your bag and go. And then you've got that great 
combination of all the different food groups for your snack. And what about dairy? I love dairy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of dairy. You told me that before. I, I remember. I love it. It's so funny. So much dairy in my fridge over here. As we get older, we don't absorb calcium the same way. Bone health is a huge issue, especially for women. So I want to make sure that we all are continuing to eat those really great dairy foods. It could be some plain yogurt like you just mentioned and put a little nuts and fruit in with that. It could be cheese. You could have a snack with cheese and fruit or just a piece of cheese or some cheese on your sandwich or in your eggs in the morning, for example. If you are a smoothie drinker, I love kefir. So it's a liquid yogurt, lots of probiotics, but it's thin enough that you can put it in the blender with some frozen fruit, maybe a handful of kale or spinach or something, and you can still drink that smoothie. It doesn't make it super thick. You can still take it on the go and and it's still, you don't need to eat it with a spoon. And, you know, if you are a milk drinker, that's always an option too. Or overnight oats, it's getting warm out. We can use milk in those overnight oats with some rolled oats and fruit and chia seeds and, and whatever you got there too. So lots of good dairy options. You give us a reminder about calcium, which is really important. So calcium rich foods are really where it's at. In addition to calcium supplements, and I think, you know, if you run on over to solaray.com, figure out what you need. There's actually a wonderful complete bone health supplement that I know you and I both use from Solaray. I swear by it. It's got everything in it, including collagen. And, you know, I like to kind of get it all when I need it. You're looking at about 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams a day. So you really want to be able to be very cognizant of that. You know, you were just telling me you're on the road and you're, everyone wants to hear you speak. I'm doing the same thing. And I know for sure, I just came back from New York after heinous meetings that started at 7.30 in the morning. Like who eats at 7.30? Anyway, 7.30 in the morning for the breakfast and then ends at 9.30 at night. And you know, I'm desperately trying to look around saying, am I getting my calcium? And you know what they serve at these things. So I just take my, my complete bone health from Solaray and I'm pretty happy with that. And I know that I've got my own back when I'm not home and I can't control circumstances. And I know, you know, when you're on the road, how challenging is it for you? Come on. You are the expert. It's super challenging. Yeah. And it, it also depends on where I'm traveling, right? So if I'm going to a farm tour, for example, I could be in a very rural area where the options are limited versus I'm speaking at a conference in Boston or New York or San Francisco where there's a lot more going on and I have more access to things. So I often travel with all my my pills, <laughs> so my bone supplement and all of that. Sometimes I bring protein powder with me and I use a whey-based protein powder because I can, worst case scenario, I mix that up with water. That's always an option too if you really get into a jam. Sometimes I'll walk around and see if I can find a store where I can buy yogurt or something because a lot of times we do have that microwave and a little mini fridge in our room or at the very least, hopefully the mini fridge. So I'll go and try to find some yogurt and, and some fruit maybe that I can keep 
in my room just for that reason. So I have that dairy and that snack for breakfast ready to go. Sometimes I just do the room service and I say, hey, have you got some decent yogurt down there? And many times they'll just have plain yogurt, which is fine with me. And then I'll just put on, I have all kinds of things I carry. I carry my little combination flax and chia. And then I also have pumpkin seeds in addition to my nuts. So I can make sure to keep getting all of these vital nutrients, knowing that I'm really kind of making it up as I go along. You know, you're fighting for yourself out there. I feel like every time someone says, don't you feel, I feel like a woman warrior, you know, when they say, I want you to speak at this conference. I'm like, oh God, here we go. And immediately I'm packing my little bags and everything. And I'm, I feel like I'm armed, just locked and loaded, armed and dangerous with all of these, not only like little foods and little accoutrements, but also my vitamins, which are critical every single day. So I'm with you. Otherwise, you know, you just feel so helpless out there. It's kind of crazy. Now let's talk about fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Now what's up with that? Which you want to do first, fruits and veggies or whole grains? Let's do fruits and veggies, you know, especially the fruit thing. All right. Well, I love fruits and veggies. I just mentioned, you know, the the kind of grab and go fruit as I called it. So they're easy to kind of throw in your bag or take with you. Also, berries, that kind of thing. Eat a rainbow. I know people say this all the time, but essentially we say eat a rainbow because each color that's in fruits and veggies has a different function. So they're polyphenols or flavonoids, which are essentially antioxidants. They do things inside of our body. But the blue of a blueberry is slightly different from the white in a cauliflower, is slightly different from the green in a broccoli or the orange in an orange. So we want to try to hit as many colors in a week. Doesn't have to be every day, but try to add some variety to your colorful fruits and veggies throughout the week. And it's as easy as, again, if we're talking about trying to make it easier on us, you can buy pre-cut veggies now. You can buy the pre-cut carrots and celery and peppers and all of that. And you can have them with some string cheese, or you can get a little thing of prepackaged guacamole or the prepackaged hummus. That all works beautifully. Fruit, same thing. You can get strawberries and blueberries and raspberries. And if you're on the go, just put them in a little plastic container so that they don't get smushed. But those you can just take to go also and grab that kind of thing and make sure they're always around. Or again, put them in your cereal, put them in your oatmeal, put them in your smoothie, add them to stuff. What about nanas? I love bananas. Yeah. So what I'll do, because I know people always say, well, I get them and they go, go bad and I don't want to bake with them. So what I'll do is I will immediately get them. And as soon as they're ripe, I will peel them and put them in a freezer bag. And sometimes depending on how big they are, I might cut them in half. But then I have frozen bananas in the freezer all the time, and I just take one and drop it in my smoothie. You taught me that a while back because I was one of the people who complained. I said, mm, it's going bad. Now it's all black and nasty. Not everyone wants to make banana bread, and that's okay. <laughs> so no, just- seriously, I in my smoothie, there's something about having – I just get the small bananas. I don't get these big things, but I get a small banana, and I put it in my smoothie – 
and it just gives it this texture and flavor that, you know, if I don't have the banana there, it just doesn't. It's like a nice thickener, right? It adds a little richness, almost a little creaminess. So you peel them and then you put them into like a Ziploc. Yeah, I have one right here. I'll show you. It's like okay. A- let's see what it looks like. I want to see. It's just a regular freezer bag. Well, I finished my bananas this morning, but it's just a regular freezer bag, and they all have this here. So I'll write banana and the date, so I know when I froze it. And usually, I mean, they can last for six months, but I'll freeze them in there, and then when I'm out, I'll go get some new bananas. And such a great idea. You know, it was so interesting the other day. When I was in New York, I reached for a banana as a snack and some guy came up to me and says, mm, I've heard bananas are terrible for you, blood sugar and whatever. Of course, I said him straight. That's after I punched him out. But <laughs> no, I didn't. I swear I would never do anything like that. Some people just like, mind your own damn business. I mean, how dare you just sort of walk up to me and tell me that something I chose is horrible for me when I've got the degrees and you don't, buddy. But it is, it always makes me laugh, quite frankly. So if you were in that position, what would you have told that individual, Abby? See, I love this. Everyone thinks that we're the food police, but we're really not. And I I feel like everyone should kind of calm down, right? So (laughs) I usually like to ask first, why do you say that? Like, why would you think that it's bad? Oftentimes it's because of all the misinformation and disinformation that's on social media and what people see. Well, like what is the misinformation out there? People are confused about sugar. I think there's a lot of confusion around sugar that is naturally occurring in fruit and dairy and food versus added sugar that you're adding to ice cream or cookies or, you know, sweet treats, for example, or your coffee, if you add sugar to your coffee. And people don't understand that a whole piece of fruit also has fiber and other things that work to keep your blood sugar level. So you're not just drinking the sugar that's naturally occurring in fruit, right? So it depends on how much time he wants to spend with me. Let's say this this person comes to tell me. Is this before or after you slap him? You know, just kidding. So hard. <laughs> it's so hard now. Oh, I, I know. Seriously, you know, it's sometimes when people do that, there's so many ways you can ask that question. He was kind of like being a, a know-it-all person. And to be perfectly blunt with you, this is what happened. It was the funniest thing ever, Abby. I'm reaching for the banana because... Quite frankly, I needed something for energy and the banana looked like, I mean, it certainly wasn't ripe and ridiculous. It was kind of medium and it looked really good and whatever. So I was grabbing it. And when the guy said that, my colleague who's with me where I'm speaking chimed in and says, do you have any idea who you're talking to? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. See, I need very, I need someone with me at all times to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, you know, if I were with you and someone said that to you, I'd be, excuse me, sir, <laughs> do you have any clue as to how, you know, come on now. But anyway, so Nana's are wonderful sources. Wonderful. And they're sources of potassium, yes, which yes. is very important. We need that. Avocados are too, just sort of jumping ahead a tad. And that's all good. And with the banana, sometimes I put nut butter on it and it tastes fantastic. Slap it in the smoothie if you happen to be home and all the rest of it. 
So I love Nana's. And so please don't demonize food. That's ridiculous. I don't care what it is. Don't demonize it. People say, well, grapes have a tremendous amount of sugar. Well, don't eat a bushel of them for crying out loud. I mean, just think about this. Watermelon is really full of sugar. Well, you know, put that 20-pound watermelon down. I mean, just get, you grab a little serving. What the hell's wrong with you? It's just people have just gotten, when this whole keto thing came out and everyone's doing the carb thing, it's like, relax. These are natural carbohydrate sources which when eaten in diversity and with appropriate portioning are absolutely life givers, you know, to us, right? Yeah. Like if I ate 10 bananas a day and a pound of berries and all these things as we went, I'm not going to double my body weight, right? Like it's still fruit. You'll be very regular. This part I can tell you, you'll be swimming in fiber. (laughs) (laughs) right like it's yes portion size obviously you don't want to eat more than your weight in bananas but nobody can right so a reasonable amount of food that we're eating if it's so many fruits and veggies great that has so many things that we need i don't know why people are i mean i know why people are scared of it but it's misinformation i'm so glad you said that word misinformation And it didn't have anything to do with either political party. Right. No, it's just, honestly, there's just junk out there. My rule is the minute you've demonized certain foods, run from that website that you're reading or the blog or the tweet or whatever it was, because no, that's not what you do. Whole foods rule. Let's move to whole grains. Speaking of whole foods, there's a lot of misinformation. So much carb, it's very bad for you, or it's all gluten-free or, you know, help us navigate through this. So when we're talking about whole grains, we want to eat Grains and whole grains. What I think people don't understand is there are processed, white, refined grains, and then there are whole grains. So we want to try to avoid as much as possible those white, processed, refined grains. So the white flour, if any of you grew up in the 70s like I did, Wonder Bread was a big thing. Oh, no, I remember that. It was like really light it floated into the sky yes and it was kind of like it didn't have anything to it yeah no so when you have the whole grain you're essentially stripping all the nutrients out and that is what ends up with your white flour so we want to try to eat whole grains as much as possible so that could be wheat it could be barley it could be farro it could be quinoa it could i mean there's so many different types of grains out there now that use the whole seed and the whole grain so then you're getting the protein you're getting the magnesium and the potassium you're getting vitamin e and all those wonderful nutrients plus those complex carbohydrates which are what fuel our brain and our body All right. And why do we need complex carbohydrate? Why is that important? Well, if we're talking about menopause and perimenopause, brain fog again, right? So if you're eating a low-carb diet, and you see it with a lot of people who do keto especially, they might lose track of thoughts very quickly. They might feel foggy or tired. 
or moody, moody. Oh, exactly. Moody, all of these things. And those can also be characteristics of perimenopause and menopause that we go through at different times as women. But if we're eating complex carbohydrates like whole grains and trying to fuel our brains and our bodies, that will help to kind of soften that side effect, hopefully. And complex carbohydrates take longer to break down. That's why we call them complex. Simple carbohydrates, you know, if I just put a little candy in my mouth, my hard candy or something, you get this instant spike in sugar, processed sugar. And I mean, this is great if you were diabetic and your blood sugar just plummeted or something. But for the grand majority of people, you get this spike and then that spike comes crashing down and then in crashing down, it actually stimulates an appetite for even more and you start a vicious cycle. Whereas if you have a complex carbohydrate, you know, squash, for instance, pumpkin, things like this, if you have a complex carbohydrate, it hits your stomach and then it's a slow breakdown because it's more work for the GI tract to break it down. So you get this more sustained increase and then it just plateaus and hangs out. And then what you're able to do is just pluck all the nutrients you need to go along, but you don't get the spike and the crash. The spike and the crash are horrible. This is why a lot of people who eat ultra processed foods feel that way. They go, it's almost out of body. It's mysterious. Why do I now, after having eaten an entire bag of some ultra processed junk, now want to eat a house? Why aren't I completely satisfied? It's because now your insulin levels are completely dysregulated. And of course, you're going to have an overly, uberly stimulated appetite. So that's one of the reasons why whole grains are really great. If they're, you know, in the best of all worlds, I get mine from a bakery and I get a thing called super seed and the thing weighs more than I do, a little loaf. And it's got, you can see all the seeds in it, everything. And it's just chock full of all of these wonderful nutrients in one slice in your home versus that Wonder Bread weirdness where, you know, you could go through the whole loaf and you still don't feel good because all you did was eat air and processed food. There's nothing to it. There's no sustenance to it. Now, tell us about your magnificently wonderful cookbook because it, to me, is my go-to. I'm sorry, but it just is. Go for it. This was the first one I wrote. It's my favorite one and is the other ones are for the Instant Pot. So this is for just regular cooking. This is a Mediterranean dash diet. So Mediterranean is a bunch of countries around the Mediterranean Sea. So it's ones you might think of like Italy and Greece and Spain and France, but it's also Northern Africa, Israel, Libya. So it's the essential diet for all those countries is a lot of seafood, a lot of fruits and veggies, whole grains, dairy, all of these things. And then the flavor components change depending on the actual region. So Italian might have a lot of tomatoes, rosemary, basil, that kind of thing, where a North African cuisine might have a lot of cumin and coriander and some 
spices that you might think of as warming spices or cilantro, things like that. And then the DASH diet is essentially lower sodium, right? So a lot of us, as we're getting older, especially again, during this perimenopause, menopause phase, our doctors might say, you know, you need to, your blood pressure is getting high, or maybe we need to decrease our sodium intake. So the DASH diet is essentially lower sodium, but more how to increase flavor through spices and herbs and seasonings and cooking methods. So that is my book. So the microwave's not involved. Well, I won't say that. <laughs> I mean, none of the recipes are microwave, <laughs> but I will say I always, I use the, the microwave a lot, actually. So I will steam vegetables in there. And then sometimes I will steam broccoli and then saute it on the stove because if it's steamed a little bit, the, just like your skin, you steam it and your pores open. So in the in the vegetables, the pores essentially open also. So when I saute it with, garlic and ginger and things like that, it actually takes more of the flavor up, if you can imagine. So the broccoli tastes more gingery, more garlicky if I if I microwave it for like a couple of minutes first. Which I love. So again, it's the Mediterranean Dash diet. We could get it on Amazon and you know all the usual bookstore places. I just absolutely love it. And I love sort of cruising through it. To learn more, I will admit, you know, I love to use spices and herbs, but I'm learning more and more about more optimal ways to be able to up the ante here with the food that I cook. So just so wonderful. I just love this as a, uh, as a resource. I think in just sort of summarizing what we've been talking about, as a woman enters the perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause years, it's really, I think, a golden opportunity to reassess nutrition. Obviously, I've mentioned this uh, countless times before in other episodes that keeping physically active is so important, optimizing sleep is so important, practicing stress reduction on a daily basis is terribly important. So I like the integrative approach. Today, we're talking about nutrition. The code words are whole foods, whole real whole foods, you know, hanging out in the produce department, trying to, you know, and also with the fish, et cetera, and other forms of protein, but really addressing our needs as women as we look at healthy fats, as we look at fruits, vegetables, whole grains, high-quality protein, dairy products, because all of these in an integrative approach, as you've been mentioning, Abby, really help reduce menopausal symptoms and women feel so much better. And there's a final piece to this. If you're eating ultra processed foods all the time, it's pro-inflammatory, the worst thing you could do. So if you want to have even worse menopausal symptoms, Let's just ramp up the inflammation in your body. You do that by putting chemicals in your body, preservatives, super ultra-processed foods. That's the worst thing you could do. Instead, just try to think ahead. Plan ahead. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's why when you heard Abby and I 
you know, obsessing about our little Ziplocs and everything. <laughs> I mean, you got to be locked and loaded, you know, you got to be ready with all your food and no matter where you go, long days, unpredictable things happen, delays, whatever, you should be prepared and you could do this. It's not that hard, you know, to be able to play that. So I highly recommend that you get the Mediterranean Dash Diet and this fabulous cookbook that Chef Abby has put together. It's colorful. It's easy to read. Thank you, Abby. It's easy to read and easy to follow. And I just absolutely love it. So uh, please do that no matter what you do. And then learn more about Chef Abby at the chefabbygelman.com. So that Chef Abby is A-B-B-I-E, Gelman, G-E-L-L-M-A-N, chefabbygelman.com. And what do you have, like a gazillion YouTube yes. videos by now? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I've got probably 600 videos now. Yeah, and they're on that website and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And and then also sign up for the newsletter. I can't wait. It. I always get my newsletter, and she's always informing me, enhancing my knowledge. It's just the best. So, Chef Abby, once again, you have been phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Oh, my goodness gracious. And everyone out there, run on over to iTunes now. Rate and review the show because this has been, once again, another Chef Abby episode. And a shout out to our sponsors, Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y, vitamins.com. Learn more about your needs as a woman especially your multivitamin. This is so terribly important. Fill in the gap. And you heard us mention a number of times the Bone Complete supplement, which has everything in it. I mean, I'm a, you know, please God, just get it over with right now because I need so much, but I don't want to have 900 things to think about. So I love the Bone Complete from Solaray. It's just the best. And Chef Abby and I both agree. So thank you, solaray.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. This has just been wonderful. Listen, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. So follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, Spotify, most of the platforms, and Enjoy every single episode. Come on back and listen again and again because we love it. Listen, have a great day. Thanks for coming. Be safe and stay well.